This episode is brought to you by our High Performance Father Coaching Program, where we help men juggle business, marriage, and fatherhood to create the greatest balance and impact life has to offer. This is done with our philosophy that is at the core of achieving these phenomenal results in family self and service. And that is investing in yourself first so you can be a true 100% for yourself, but just as importantly, for those around you that you love and care about. If you're a father struggling with choosing between your work and your family, lacking balance and connection in your relationship, what your children need, your own needs, whilst building prosperity in your business, head over to highperformancefather.com, fill out the form, and I'll have my coaches contact you to see how we can help you. And if you're a good fit, what it looks like to join the winner's circle on the inside. But for now, take the time to yourself, for yourself, and enjoy this episode. Removing self-sabotage as a husband, as a father, as a man, which ironically, here's the funny part with this episode, removing self-sabotage ironically helps you remove sabotaging your marriage and your relationships. It helps you remove sabotaging your relationship with your children. It helps you remove sabotaging your friends or your friendship circle if they do have your best interests at heart or your place of work or your business or your workers and colleagues around you because essentially the patterns are the same. Whatever you're doing internally is going to be shown externally. So what I mean by that, and um, I think we're up to swear word 455,000, if you're fucking yourself in the ass on the inside, chances are pretty high you're going to carry that through to those that you love and care about. Uh, Please understand, gentlemen, I actually really don't like swearing. It's really interesting how... um, it's like it's a platform. This is this is my vice. It's like I switch into the uh, into the other owl, the other mode. I'm sitting here in my office, and you know, I will admit I've had noise complaints before, and I think they were nice enough to not say it was swear words. It was apparently music. Not that I really play music in this office, but have had noise complaints. But imagine that people just walking past the uh, the, <laughs> the HQ and and just hearing profanities screaming out a couple of times a week. No, seriously though, like think of it this way. I'll have you consider. Let's start with this point, and this really is about removing self-sabotage, but what's going what's gonna to be the hook for you? It's not about me hooking you in. You need to hook yourself in. Like You need to plug yourself into this episode and go, well, what am I going to get out of this? How can I get something out of this? How can I leverage Al? How can I use Al as a tool for myself? That's what this is about. So when I say the hook here, I'm not talking about me hooking you in. Listen or don't listen. That's irrelevant. It's totally up to you. Life will keep moving forward. I will keep moving forward. Everyone else will keep moving forward who choose to move forward, admittedly enough. Removing self-sabotage. I'll have you consider this how we finish one of our episodes, actually our last episode. When we talk about internal, external, let's reverse the order. I'll have you consider and think about this. The reason why you miss the mark or struggle or are frustrated or things don't quite connect or happen outside of yourself with those that you love and care about, the reason why that happens, this is reversing the order, is because you haven't done that to and with yourself first. So the reason why you might struggle externally and you don't hit the mark with some of the shit you're trying to put out there in the world and you've got good intention or not is because you maybe haven't built the runs on the board internally to know what it actually looks like and what it takes to achieve it. Perfect example, presence. Like If you're struggling to be present with your children, I'll have you consider the reason why you struggle to be present with your children is because you can't be fucking present with yourself. 
When are you creating space? When are you taking time out for yourself? When are you actually stopping the world and going, I'm going to give back to me today. I'm going to give me some TLC. That's not fucking drugs and alcohol and beer and going having the fucking snitty down at the pub that fucks your guts for the next 48 hours. This is about, I do love schnitzel, mind you, as well. I make the best schnitzel in the world. I cook it in butter. It's fucking amazing. Um, I got it from my father. I don't know if I'll release the ingredients and the recipe. One day. We'll see. I'll give you a clue. Um, It involves chicken. I guess you could do pork schnitzel. Look, if you can't build a skill set within then those you love and care about will go without. It's just, tell me I'm wrong. Send me an email. No, you're wrong, Al. I have no fucking idea how to do something to myself, but you know I can do it with my children. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to walk the line because, uh, uh, not that I've, um, <laughs> not that I'm a fucking horn dog, but I'm thinking of how do I break this down. Please understand, like, that it's not about critical, but it's about critical thinking. I question myself all the time. So as I'm saying this, I'm like, well, okay, where can I find the holes? All right, what about intimacy, Al? Okay, you, what, you got to be intimate with yourself first, so you got to learn how to twist the fucking ears off it so you can provide uh, intimacy for your wife. Like this, literally, man, this is the stuff that goes through my head because when I come up with a bold claim or statement, I try to prove myself wrong so many different ways, which one, arms and prepares me to live it as a truth because you know what, it's a fucking truth. And two, helps others provide a perspective in case they have doubts or second thoughts about some of the things we share. So when we're talking about going without those you love and care about if you don't go inside first, it's not the intimacy of you twisting the ears off it and learning to be good at that which converts to you being intimate with your wife. It's a byproduct of connection. If you don't connect and love yourself, and love can come through many different forms, whether you're looking for what I just said as a release or whether you're looking to throw the line in and have a fish. If you don't know how to nurture and speak the language that you connect to, that's the skill, then you can't convert that. So what I'm saying here, gentlemen, with that short example of me literally on the spot trying to rapid fire and prove myself wrong, it is a fundamental truth. You want to be great at something outside of yourself, you need to master it inside yourself first. And that doesn't mean master it inside yourself mentally or spiritually. Or me- I'm saying do that shit yourself first. When you're creating space, when you're taking time out, when you're building and developing, rejuvenating yourself, one, you know what it takes to get a desired outcome so you can convert that to those you love and care about. And two, you develop the skill set of knowing what it takes to achieve a desired outcome from which not only can you give that to those you love and care about, but you can guide and teach them to do the same for themselves. Like your children aren't yours to keep forever. You're responsible over them, but you're not only here to provide experiences and share and give to them as a father what they can have from their father, you're here to give to them as a father what they can have inside of themselves as an individual and a human. Every single one of you, like last episode, what children need from their fathers, like just one specific, one skill, one tactic. Every single one of you, I don't care how old your kids are, whether it's your kids of five years old having a fucking tantrum and you're giving them breathing exercises to calm down, every single one of you should be teaching your children how to create space. You know what? The world's gotten in the way, darling. It hasn't been a great day for you. It's been tough. It's, it, this happens. You know, it's not always rainbows and smiles, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show you something that helps daddy when daddy's struggling a little bit. It's called creating space. I want you to think of a couple of things you really love and enjoy. Is it this tree? Is it we've got frangipanis where I live in our house uh, on our property? Is it you know? Is it this sort of flower? Do you want to go out and pick some frangipanis? Like you need to find something, darling, that that you love that's going to help you. Just think about yourself and and just calm, nice and cool, nice and easy. Take some time out for you, and then I think you'll feel better. What do you think? 
Like, Jesus, man, you you can't put any of that shit onto your family if you can't showcase that inside yourself first. So it really is that balance between, and this has everything to do with removing self-sabotage. We'll get into that. As you know, I'm trying to push out and get 30-minute intros. Uh, we're up to seven minutes. But, <laughs> no, but it's true. This is helping you paint the frame. This is the pre-frame towards you, not, you know, understanding the value of not self-sabotaging. Because when you don't, you can be more for others. When you do, you can't be more for others. But really, this is that range and sweet spot between do as I say, not as I do. Like, I get that. You know, we're at the shops, the kids want some lollies. How can you psychologically deal or or negotiate with a two-year-old that doesn't quite understand? Well, no, we can't have sugar here, darling. It's not great. It's going to do this, this and that. And, you know, we have sugars through fruits and other things. You know what? You had lollies at the party last week and... Obviously, you know that's a shitstorm waiting to happen. It doesn't quite work. So I get the whole do as I say, not as I do. But on the flip side, if you do nothing, then you've got fucking nothing to stand on. Like it's, it's do as I say, not as I do. And they'd be like, what? Nothing. They'd be like one of my mates once. <laughs> um, oh, he was, uh, he was, he wasn't drinking. He was pretending to drink. And he said to my mate as I, my mate and I, as he left, this was years ago. He said to my mate and I, we're out somewhere uh, before he left and, and backdoored it. He said, oh, I've got to shoot boys, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, oh, he's, <laughs> fuck, it was funny. He's like, oh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah, like that's, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard that term before. And my mate straight away, fuck, he was quick. He was straight on it. He was obviously half cut. And he said, what, nothing? He's like, you don't fucking do anything. He said, you haven't even had a fucking drink. I saw you pour that shit out earlier and just fucking hooked into him. And I was pissing myself laughing. And I don't know why that example came up. Maybe it came up because essentially the point is this, man. If you don't have any example to lead by or show, you don't have anything. Like what do you have? All you have is words. What does that mean? Like this podcast would mean fuck all. If I hadn't had runs on the board, and that's not just Al's life. Like my life's fucking amazing. And it's riddled with daily challenges like any fucking man. But I conquer them. I dominate them. I move forward. But essentially... What we need to look at inside of our lives is understanding that if we don't do anything, we've got nothing to stand up for, with, or against because you don't have anything. You just have words. So if I didn't have results and runs on the board from countless fathers connecting with thousands of men over these, if I didn't have any of this stuff in place, who the fuck would I be to try and share with you what the possibilities and opportunities are? Not tell you what to do. I don't like saying that term, but to share with you, hey, this is some experience, this is some transparency, and... Even examples when I talk about pornography, like I fucking get it, man. It's hard. You know, I, I was done with porn. I gave that shit up and then I had a vasectomy last year and it snuck back in. Why? Because I needed to shoot 18 loads before this vasectomy was successful. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I speed and accelerate this process? So obviously, I'm like I can't be bothered trying to fucking get in the zone. I was like, all right, I'll fucking, this was last year in April. I'm like, all right, I'll just fucking twist the ears off it. That'll be nice and quick. Watch some porn, fucking quick hit, easy, done. That shit fucking crept back into my life. Um, by the end of April, and I was like, you motherfucker, you fucking got me back in. And it wasn't that I was a porn addict. It might be a couple of times a month. But then I looked at it, and I looked back, and, and when that got hold, I was like, fuck that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's you snuck back in because I was going for a quick, easy fix because I wanted to move past. And those who've had a vasectomy, you, I, I know you understand what it means. Like, it, it does feel a bit uncomfortable, and it does take a few months and all that sort of shit. And that was, well, I think that was back in March. But anyway, end of April, what is it, eight weeks, whatever it was. And uh, and it crept back in, and I was like, ah, man, you motherfucker. 
fucking got me again. So I decided. And I went, fuck that, get out of here. And I haven't I haven't watched porn since. So I, I, I do get it though, man. Like it's, you know, I am transparent with all of you. I do get it. It sneaks in. It could be convenient. You've stressed. You, know, you just want something easy and, and you want something to visualize. But please understand with something like that, like I'm not judging you for it if you still do it, but try and reduce it or take it away or look at it for the malicious thing that it is and build a poor, build a bad relationship with it. Like this is fucking bad. I'm a product. They are using me. They're sucking my fucking power away. They're sucking your life away. I'll tell you who goes to war with effort to fucking win. And that's not relevant to any time. This is just in general in terms of a philosophy of meaning and depth in life. A fucking family man. No fucking single bloke's going to go to war to fight. A man goes to war to fucking fight for his family. Same here. You might think I'm going to the extreme. What I'm talking about is understanding that you're not alone. I've been down all the different paths I share and shed line on all different challenges and hardships. You don't need to be fucking 60 to go through this shit. But I've learned from many 60-year-olds. I've learned from 70-year-olds. I've learned from 80-year-olds. I've had clients up into their nearly 80s and just listening. Ones that I respected and valued. Please understand that too. Like I'm not going to go to a fucking nursing home where it's filled with depression and people are just kicking back talking about all the would-offs, should-offs and could-offs. What the fuck am I going to get out of that? All I need is three minutes to go, thank you. Fantastic. You've just shown me everything not to do. Thank you. That's it. That's all I'll get from those people. So when I'm talking about the elderly, I'm very selective over people who've done what I want to do or achieve what I've wanted to achieve or have stability inside of family self and service that I can look up to, model and go, that's a fucking man. That's a grandfather. That's a soon-to-be great-grandfather who's got his shit together. And regardless of the times, 50 years, 100 years ago, whatever it might, he's fucking earned his stripes. He's got the runs on the board. Regardless of technology, regardless of horse and cart and blah, blah, blah. It's a powerful thing, man. That's why you are here in this podcast. Don't self-sabotage. Peeling back to that example, when I talk about things like pornography, it's really about establishing and understanding that, you know what? We are all human, but you must question some of the things you do and ask why you're allowing them to take hold in your life and look at ways that you can fuck it off. It's draining you. It's sucking your life away. You say yes to that, maybe you're saying no to your wife. Who knows? Like, I know my sex drive was shot to shit when I was an elite athlete. And I look back now and you know what? I still fucking used to rub it out in the shower because I'd be like, ah, I'm too fucking tired. Couldn't be bothered. And it's like, man, you are just giving up an energetic exchange with your fucking wife that you could have connected with because you're tired. Yet you still wanted that little fucking hit, didn't you? So please understand, man, like when it comes to being self-critical, I'm fucking up there with the best of them. But what I do is I use that as leverage. I use that as a tool to learn what not to do, what not to do again, and to help realign. So please ask yourself the question, because when I say drugs, I'm talking about technology. When I say drugs, I'm talking about alcohol. When I say drugs, yeah, I'm talking about drugs, whether it's cocaine, pills, uh, whatever it may be, you know. When I say drugs, I'm talking about porn. Like all of these things that you have an association or attachment to that is not healthy or not good for you, not healthy, not good for you, maybe you'll break down that interpretation yourself. I'm not saying addictions can be completely bad. Like, it's really interesting, the perception that people can take. Just make sure the perceptions you take don't become fucking stories of bullshit you feed yourself. Perfect example, I'm addicted to having a balanced life and winning in family self and service. I don't know about you guys, but I would argue that's a pretty fucking strong addiction and a great one to have, right? So you can twist and manipulate words and meanings, and that is the truth. Like, I'm addicted to growth, and, and the opposite, I hate waste. I can't stand it. Like, it's it's not that... I see incompetence and I lash out at it. It's, there's fucking plenty of that going on in the world. It's, people stay in their lane, good for them. But for me, 
personally, my standards, the tribe, what we can do, what we should do as men, as fathers, as husbands, yes. Come to the party ready to play. Or come to the game, not the party. And, uh, and get ready to play. So men, please understand, first and foremost, removing self-sabotage, don't be so hard on yourself. You feel that itch, you want to go and, and, and watch. It's crazy, isn't it? Think about it. You're watching some other bloke fucking slay some other woman in a setting with fucking spotting and lighting and makeup and all this sort of shit. And it's like, man, this shit's not even real. Like I've got I've got friends who, who have workers and colleagues who are young because I don't deal with younger people that often. And they've got like 18 to 23-year-old male workers and they're talking about how they can't even fucking get it up anymore because just doing straight missionary with their missus is enough. It's like, well, these blokes have been fucking watching porn where they're putting fucking shit up their ass and doing all this shit and spraying shit and I, I don't even know. He was sharing some of the stuff with me and I, all these words I'd never fucking heard before. I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? These kids are like fucking 21 years of age. What the fuck's wrong with them? Have they forgotten the reason why you you would connect, whether they're on fucking Tinder or not? Like you're looking or seeking connection, an energetic transfer or exchange with the opposite sex, like as a man, the yin and the yang, something that's primal to us as men. Like it doesn't mean you always have to be deep and heavy. I'm looking into my wife's fucking soul while I'm inside. Like it's not about that, man. It's about understanding the value of where you're spending your time and efforts, but the cost and the opportunity cost of continually investing in shit that is fucking yourself up. Because you are. Some things you need to be cold turkey. The stuff with the porn was a given for me. I was like, fuck that. That's fucking, you don't fucking own me. You don't control me. I'm the fucking man. I do what I fucking want. Like, I'm serious. I was very arrogant towards uh, pornography last year when I, when I, like, I'd given it up and down. I'd, I'd given it away and it'd creep back in, given away, creep back in, gave it away for a good chunk of time and it crept back in because of the vasectomy, like I said, early last year. Um... And I told my wife about it. Like I was honest about it as, as well. Um, and just like I am now, I've got my fucking power. You know, not that she asked me if I do anymore, but uh, you know, that's that's the power of getting your power back, men. It really is about going. How can I remove remove self sabotage? It's twofold. It's a twofold approach. One, stop doing the things that are fucking you up. Like you can be black and white with that stuff. You can go cold. You can be cold turkey. Did I get the itch? Was I a little bit tempted? You know, yes, of course. Why? Because the body was leading the mind. It was no longer the mind was zooming out of the mind. The body had been wired psychologically, chemically. The body had been wired. This is what happens every 24 or 48 or 72 hours. This is what happens. Or it's this time of night or this environment or this opportunity or it's been a few days. Bang, the body was literally itching, like an addiction. The body was itching to go, hey, and you know what? It's fucking late. Don't worry about, you know, trying to visualize or close your eyes or some such. Just watch this for fucking six minutes. You'll be right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, And I know you fucking know what I'm saying is true for you as well, or some of you anyway. But this is the point. Some of you who aren't even connecting to this principally, the principles, the fundamental applies to something else. That's not me. I don't watch, I don't watch alcohol. I don't, I don't watch um, porn now and... Mate, fucking good for you. Great. That's a good run on the board. But answer me this. What about drugs, alcohol? What about television? How often do you watch TV? What about social media, scrolling? It's all the fucking same. I'm using that because, again, this is you finding your hooks to go, fuck, he's got me there, man. Like I, And you know what? I do watch that every now and then, and I drink. And I watch a bit too much TV. That's right, mate. Start to build a case of things to stop and see that story. It's exactly that. These stories you use to justify the day-to-day living, the week-to-week, 
the instant gratification, the feelings, the small feelings of significance or rewards or the small feel. There's there's some other bloke fucking that chick, but I'm going to pretend it's me. There's my fucking power back. Like he, That's killing you, man. Cut all that away and you have so much more power, so much more clarity, so much more self-worth and value. And you know what? So much more time back. Think about it this way, guys, like energetically. I don't know the numbers. Don't quote me on this. I'm definitely going to shoot under though, which means this is a very moderate, uh, modest example. Let's say there's a billion men in the world that that watch porn. I mean, <laughs> eight billion people. Let's say four billion women, four billion uh, a men. Let's say you know one billion's old, one billion's young, two billions in the middle. Like, let's be conservative. One billion, absolutely. One billion people watching pornography for 10 minutes. Like even if they did that once a year, like I said, this is very modest. (laughs) A billion men, once a year, 10 minutes. I can't even tell you. I'm bringing my phone up. I don't think this will even work. I can't even tell you what this is going to convert to, but let's have 10 minutes. 10 times 1 billion. One, it's a million, 10 million, 100 million. I'm, I'm obviously going to divide this, so it's 10 billion minutes. We already know the answer. Divided by 10 million minutes divided by 60 is 166 million. It's almost a fucking devil's number. 0.666.666. Fuck, that's scary. Um... <laughs> 166 and 666,000, blah, blah, million hours, million hours. Now, when we look at life, you have 6,000 hours a year. So I've got 160, let's just say 160 million hours, 160 million hours, 6,084 hours a year awake. Let's time that by 82, average year year of men. All right, 500,000, fantastic. All right, let's go 166 million divided by 500,000. Fuck me dead. Like, that's insane. We know this is a modest calculation. One billion men watch porn for 10 minutes in one year. That is equal to 333 lifetimes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 333 lifetimes. So let's times 333 lifetimes if it was, say, three times a week. 1,000 lifetimes. Let's times that by 52. Like, fuck me dead, mate. Every year you're looking at 52,000 lifetimes watching some fucking bullshit. Now, I might be extending the point here, but this point's important. Have a look at how much fucking energy that is. Look at energy. That's such a big fucking waste. That's one thing. I couldn't imagine converting that to you watching television 20 hours a week, just like fucking hundreds of millions of other people. Well, billions of other people. And drugs. And scrolling technology and alcohol and so on and so forth. And the environments you invest yourself in. Men, this is how you remove self-sabotage. First, find the things that are not serving you well and stop them. Stop them. Find a way to stop them. When you cut away... You have room to add in. When you cut away, you have room to add in. It's that, like, the universe will always equalize. It always balances out. So don't think, I'm going to remove these habits and then be bored. No, no, no. You'll fill it with something. 
Just like when you got free time instead of me time. You'll fill it with something. You'll give it to someone else. Someone will take it, a phone call here, message it, bang, gone. Scroll social media, bang, gone. There's an hour, gone. So when you add a good habit, you need to take a bad habit away. And when you lose a good habit, guess what fills a spot? Bad habit, 100% of the time. Removing self-sabotage. This is really an episode around persistence and resilience. It really is, man. Like it's time for a tune-up on this because this is going to convert to the persistence, not only the persistence, but the persistence and resilience when it comes to your children lashing out at you, your wife lashing out at you, you being the chief in the middle, weathering the shit storms of life that gets thrown at you because they've got their fucking mess too. They've got their problems. Your children aren't perfect. Your wife's not perfect. Neither am I. (laughs) Far from it. Neither am I. Neither are you. How do we rise above? We start by removing the self-sabotage as a husband, as a father, as a man. Because you put on those two hats, and you put on other hats as well, as a lover, as a producer, a hunter-gatherer in life, as a leader, as a king, building your big kingdom, looking over your life. Remove and just find one. Like the art of habit building is just as important as the art of habit removing. Just as important. Almost the exact same process, or we call it a chemistry of habit. It's a solid, no worries, make it a liquid. Like every night you do it, or every night you drink, or every night you watch TV, cool, make it three nights a week. And give yourself the reward. Wednesday night's your night, and it's Tuesday, I'm not going to watch TV, but fuck, I'm looking forward to it, can't wait to watch my show tomorrow. I'll just record it, and I'll catch up on it Wednesday. Like, do that. Be disciplined. You don't have to be disciplined for life, but be disciplined in the act you're trying to create as part of who you are, your habits, habit removal. So turn it from a solid, rock solid, into a liquid. Then turn it from a liquid into a gas, random, here, there, bit everywhere, but then it disperses, not important, not relevant, can't quite see it, can feel it a little bit, it's not really, bang, gone. Disperses out into the atmosphere of time and your life and no longer with you, no longer part of you. It's a very powerful thing, man. Just like when you want to bring a habit in, okay? Let's 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 bring some matter together. Where's the gas? Right here, there, try to be right. Liquid. What I can do is a bit of fluidity. I might do it twice this week, Monday, Thursday, next week, Wednesday, Friday, going for walks, whatever it might be. And then solid. I need to do this. Communicate with the family. Build connections to the build commitment with them. Have them commit to you to spot you up or motivate you as well. Like this is important. Like your family uses you, you use them. This is trade. Life is a series of trades and investments. Build the ROI together. The world's fucking hard enough as it is, let alone going it alone your entire life. That's why your tribe is so important. You're in a circle, whatever that looks like for you. I know what it looks like for me with my tribe, and I'm not talking about my blood-bound family and my wife. I'm talking about HPF, the amazing men on the inside here. Fuck, they're so inspirational. Men, removing self-sabotage. It starts with you stopping. Just start with one. Just stop. Stop it. You don't need to. You don't have to. You don't have to do it. You get the itch, you get the feel, you get the You don't have to do it. Now, depending on some of you men and whatnot, we work with so many men who've been on antidepressants and all that sort of stuff. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not telling you to cut it cold turkey next thing you know, tomorrow you're fucked and you're in hospital. Like, work within the, re- within the realm of your own mind and capacity and critical thinking. That also does mean that you can't use that as an excuse when it comes to fucking pornography and technology. Fuck that shit right off. But you know what? Some of you guys, if you're drinking two, three litres of Coke a day, yes, you will be bed bound. Like if you give that up tomorrow, cold turkey, you'll end up sick in bed probably. 
It's pretty crazy how that shit works. But obviously be smart in your approach and how you do it. But don't hold on to stories. I'm going to wean myself off it over the next 10 years, Al. Look, it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but it certainly doesn't have to be longer than 12 months. Habits are a part of your identity, your belief system. That's why it can be cold turkey or some people it takes six months to build a good habit. Sometimes it takes six months to remove a bad habit. So be it. It's okay. It's going to be all right, man. Everything will be all right. You just need to make sure that you have the steady hand. And whether it's this voice, whether it's you saying it to yourself, everything will be okay. Just take it one step at a time. Start removing the self-sabotage by removing the things that are causing you to sabotage yourself. Just fuck it off. It doesn't deserve you. The bullshit that you breathe life into, the bullshit that you give attention and time to, it doesn't fucking deserve you. You're fucking life. You are a miracle, man. Like you're fucking life itself. How fucking dare some of these vices even think? We see that in our conscious. But visualize that way. How dare cocaine, the big fat fucking fluffy thing of powder sitting how dare it even think that it can come into your life and play with you? The shit doesn't even come close. Personally, I've never done cocaine. I mean, I can't. When people used to always tell me the, um, uh, not the side effects, but like the effects, the, the like the byproduct of when you have it, this is how you feel. Every time someone said it to me, I'm like, I'm like that right fucking now. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Am I supposed to feel more that way? I'm fucking amped. I'm charging. I'm pumped, man. Like my, I'm fucking humming. So you, you're telling me it's giving me what I've already got? I, I'm confused. I don't understand. I, maybe I don't, but that's the honest truth on, on, on my perspective and position when it comes to that as a singular drug. But you're, you are life itself, man. That shit does not deserve you. That fucking flog with his fucking 15-inch cock, like that cunt and his fucking whatever it is that he's slaying on the couch, they don't fucking deserve you. They don't deserve your time. You have so much that... You know what the hardest part with the world is? This is the universal flaw, apart from hypocrisy being the biggest disease in the world. This is the biggest flaw that people have, and it is a flaw. Why? Because you can have the other, you can have the alternative. You can have the possibility. That's why it's a flaw. There's certain things where I give opinions, and, and this might be one, but it's a fucking truth of mine. And a lot of the times, create and do whatever you want, but it is a flaw because it's not necessary. It's not needed. You don't need to be this way. You don't need to think and feel this way. That's why it's a flaw. You don't fucking need it. You don't need it at all. Biggest flaw in the world is people don't value themselves. They they literally do not believe in themselves to the capacity that they could or love themselves to the capacity that they could. I mean, you believe in yourself enough to keep living, but like belief, like believe in, in who yourself can become in who you can become, in who you can mould, morph, transform into. It's crazy, man. Mothers, fathers, fuck, children. That's what crushed my life for so long. Didn't fucking believe. And then it was all out of fear of failure. I'll show them, I'll show them. It still came from a lack of belief. It was just hidden and masked by a raised ego to go, I'll fucking show these people. 
to step up and, and prove them wrong. And it was success. <laughs> That's the bad part as well. Was, well, not bad, but yeah, the hidden part, it was successful for a long period of time through my elite sporting days. The thing about this is it's subtle. It's subtle. I, I believe in myself. What are you talking about? No, you don't. Like I said then, like if you're wasting your time on sedating and distracting yourself with technology, television, porn, social media, drugs, alcohol, there's a layer of you that believes you're not enough. You believe you are not worthy of just waking up every day with fucking clarity and a clear head and feeling good. Like, call me crazy, but I'm just calling your fucking actions. Right? This isn't a this is an observation of actions. But it's subtle. You don't believe in yourself in ways that you can't even see. That's what I mean when I say self-sabotage. You've got to be careful of this stuff, man. If you don't stand guard at, at the helm or, or at the gates of your kingdom, some other fucking bloke's going to crack those gates open and a whole heap of shit will just flood in. That's why you must be actively present in your life. I mean, that sounds, it's like the big elephant, right? It's the same fucking thing. Actively present, though. Actively present. Let, let's, 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 let's cluster. Let's build some power words and cluster them together. You must be actively present present so you can record the 91% that rules your life your subconscious the autonomous part of your life you can't re-record if you're not actively present if you're not aware if you're not engaged with yourself you're not building and developing the a to b you're not giving back to yourself creating space developing skill sets listening to podcasts like this someone else will rule your life man you're like hey coach can i get a run it's like oh you're 18th man I mean, you warmed up with the team, but it's in rugby league terms. We've got our four subbies. The game's on. You're like, but, but coach, this is this is my game. This is, that's my field. That that's my footy and my goalposts. And I, I'm confused. Like, how can I be 18th man? And then coach turns around. And it's fucking you with a whistle and a hat on, looking at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> this is your game, man. You got to fucking stop it. Just find one thing. Yeah, you know what? Al's right. <laughs> it's not that Al's right. You're right. You're right in coming to this epiphany, coming to this realization. I'm right. This is fucking the way to do it. Fuck that off. That thing's gone now. The unspoken truths hurt marriages more than any other bullshit that anyone and everyone can see. So you think that it doesn't hurt your wife because maybe you watch some adult stuff. Maybe you drink a bit too much. Maybe you lose your temper here and there because she doesn't say anything or you think she doesn't fucking know. She fucking knows. <laughs> they know, man. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. You know, just, just you, might, you might pick up little subtle things here and there and, and there'll be times because cringe, she fucking knew last year. There'll be times she'll be like, oh, Spend a bit of time sitting there on the toilet. And and I wouldn't. I'd, I'd be just literally sitting there, fucking backing one out. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa what, what do you mean? She's like, oh, it's, is that all you did on the toilet? I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> it's hard though, right? Because whilst, you know, I wasn't, I was like, fuck, why is she even saying that? She hasn't said that for a long time. But funnily enough, there's times where I'm still sitting on the throne for a while. And uh, having having some reprieve, having some respite from the kids. But that's no, true. It's really weird how they know that shit, man. They know. 
I'd be cautious of that. Removing self-sabotage, that's why I said at the start of this episode, removing self-sabotage is the gateway to removing sabotage of everything else that you love and care about. I cannot stress this enough, man. Isn't it crazy, hey? The irony of it, the dichotomy of life. You want to improve your relationship? Stop fucking yourself up. That doesn't mean that you're the problem to your relationship. That means that you're crushing what you can bring to the party. So it doesn't mean that you're always the problem in the marriage. You're the problem inside of yourself through self-sabotaging that then converts into who you bring to the table. That's why I'm very cautious about the marriage counselling and all that stuff. I'm not saying you can't do it, but shit, man, if you and your wife or if you're not working on yourself, who are you bringing into that counselling session? Well, the same fucking person. Okay, well... If you brought a better version in there, do you think your odds would be more in your favour of reconciliation? I'd say that would be. I mean, I've seen that. Regardless of the outcome, I've seen that 10 times out of 10 improve the circumstances. Find what that is. We've spent enough time on the first one. You know it's in there. What is it? Stop it. Stop it, man. Remove it. Alleviate it from your life. It doesn't deserve you. You are so much stronger than it. You've been here longer than it. You are more powerful than whatever it is that is your vice that is bringing you down. It does not deserve you. Fuck it off. The second one is, is really about recognizing the steps you take in your life. It's okay to think small, man. That might sound really funny. Coming from someone like me, if you follow me for a while, but... Do you think thinking big is what gets me the victory and has got me and got HPF and got everything that we've done, everything I've achieved to where we are? Not at all. Like, I look at that and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's the big vision, get the ranch, this, 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 and that, and then I'm fucking dialed straight back in to right here, right now, today, this podcast episode. <laughs> this is a very powerful episode, like all of them. Like, I'm not saying this is small in, in terms of stature, of significance and impact in people's life, but in terms of a vision-type thing, it's okay to think small. Like if, if you're spending five months developing a habit and it took Bill five weeks, took Ted five days and, and Jimmy never even did it, you've got the good, the bad and the ugly, who fucking cares? It's your life. Just keep doing it. It's okay. to Like if you find you're doing the same thing each week and it hits, misses, sticks, doesn't, like just keep doing it. You will break through. It's okay to think small, man. Think small. Think micro bites, micro chunks. What can I do this hour? Like not what can I do this week with my wife with flowers and honey and handsome time, blah, blah, bullshit. What can I do in the first half an hour when I walk through that door? Like think small. Think small. What can I do? It, you know, can I walk up, grab my wife's ass cheek and give her a kiss and cuddle and say, you look amazing today. I just, you know, I'm very blessed to have you in my life. I've said that to my wife. I've been with her since high school. There'll be times I don't do that at all. That's okay. There's times when I do it. I'm not talking about being some fucking Romeo where you're just showering her. You can't saturate relationships. Like, that's, that doesn't fucking work. She's she and you are you. It's the hats you wear. So I'll put that hat on. I'll fucking woo her genuinely, and I'll take that hat off, all right? Kids, I'm a father now. Put that hat on. Man, it's okay to think small. And if you need to do the same thing each week until it sticks, keep fucking doing it. That's better than the alternative. You're moving in the right direction. Like if, if a habit takes 
two months, eight months, no worries. Just keep at it. Keep chipping away. Try some slight tweaks, different approaches, but just keep at it. Keep going. Because what else are you going to spend that time on? Not doing it? Awesome. Where does that take you? Like future pace that. Have a look. Okay, well, if I keep doing this, there's a high chance that it might work. There's a chance it might not work. Okay, what if I don't do it? Well, there's a 100% chance it won't work. That's right. Correct. Well done. Persistence is the game. To remove self-sabotage, just find one thing that you know is pulling you down and stop it. Take it away, man. Remove that shit from your life. And then find the little things. You sit in the car, do some box breathing or do some breath work. Four seconds in, four second hold, four seconds out, four second hold. Do that five times, right? And then walk in, cool, calm, collected. Have a poster note. I've got a little sticker on my car and it's a little smiley face that we had to put on um, a couple of years ago when Pop died or my wife's my wife's grandfather. Had a great run, mind you. It's like 94. And uh, to go in and see him. So every time I see that sticker, I'm like, that's when I went to... I can't remember the hospital. Might have been St. Vincent's. But that's when I went to that hospital. We were the last ones to see Pop. And he's dead. 94 years. Horse and cart. He was one of my podcast episodes way on earlier in the piece. Um, I need to... Yeah. He's awesome. Like, that's just... I need to listen to that one again. And I've got a sticker there to go, this is fucking... It can be so many different things to me. It's a memory of a man's life, looking over a man's life, a man's death. So to me, it's always bringing me back to center and it's a smiling face. This is your fucking life, Al. Live your life, man. You know, I haven't gotten emotional about kids going to school and that sort of stuff, but I'm like, at the same time, uh, I was with Roman today because he's quite sick and I had to take him to the doctors and whatnot. And I was looking and I was like, that's my fucking son. That's my little boy. It's like yesterday he had these tiny little legs. Now he's this fucking monster running around. I'm like, that's my son, my boy. So fucking proud of him. And I think if you maintain presence in your life, I don't think that ever changes. Like, don't come at me and say, ah, oh, yeah, wait till they're fucking 20 or wait till they're 30. Fuck that. You be the fucking man and the leader. And when I say, me like, fuck, my son's turned 30. How fucking amazing is that? My son's having his 50th. How fucking awesome is it? Like, that's my boy. Like, that doesn't matter. I don't see him as a man who he is. I'm not going to paint him as a as a baby and toddler his entire life. That that's not fair either. I've seen that happen so many times. That's insane. It's ridiculous. The persistence in your life is what will carry you over the line in what you connect to. So if you need a reset before you walk through the door to appreciate your family, get a fucking post-it note like what I've got. What's well, a sticker? But get a post-it note on your car, on your work car. Before you walk through the door, write family, self, and service. Write, you know what? Write a, get a post-it note, put it in your fucking car, and write family time. And draw with the shittiest type effort because it's – sorry, with your best effort and the shittiest output, just like me, I'm trying to draw a stick family. Fuck, it's so funny. Um, draw your little stick family and just say it's family time and have that shit right there at the wheel or on the horn or on your bag. So when you stop, breathe. It's family time. You are blessed or be grateful. Be the chief. Whatever you've taken from our podcast, 
Because this is the game, man. When it comes to removing self-sabotage, like I said, standing at the gates of your life, your kingdom, it also comes down to memory. Memory is a very powerful thing. Your success rate on commitments, your success rate on anything in life comes down to actually remembrance and your ability to process. And you can't process something if you don't leverage the past learning, learnings, tools, memory, memory. You've had the worst fucking day in the world. You know what? Bang. That memory pops up because you look at that post-it note. Get one of your kids to do it. Say, hey, you know, daddy would love something really cool that we can do that I want to put in daddy's car to help uh, daddy remember how special, are, special you are. And, and, and get, or your kids could be teenagers. Get them to do a fucking cool drawing. Doesn't matter. Family time. Or family first by being 100%. Family first through me first. Whatever it is. You know, you know our angle when we say that sort of stuff is not through narcissism and the detrimental cost to your family. It's being 100 so you can give 100. Find that that connects to you and bring that back to the surface so you maintain persistence. But also, your persistence is, it's a shitload of repetitions of resilience. That's why one of our um, principles right at the start, it's still there. I don't talk about it often. Uh, life is all about the reps. One of our principles or, or core acronyms, I guess, is reps, resilience in all that you face. That doesn't mean you have to methodically or robotically get over something in three minutes because that's just what you've agreed to. But yeah, resilience. Let's, let's find the path to move forward and move on. Excellence in all that you do. Persistence, which is a rinse and repeat of resilience and excellence, putting your best foot forward in all that you do. That's what persistence is, equals success, hence R-E-P-S, reps. Get your reps up, man. Get some reps on the board. Get some fucking resilience, excellence, persistence, and you will be successful. I promise you that. And that's what this game is about. You remove self-sabotage by maintaining a great memory, bringing to the surface what is important and knowing that, you know what, the most important things in this world are actually all of the little things. It's okay to chunk things down, start small, think small. doesn't mean you're being small. Put it this way, Romans 1.5. Of course, at the time, for a pure survival and safety and delivery point of view, at the time of his birth, that was the most important thing. Now with, what, 365, 180, for 540 days under the belt, thereabouts, now with 540 days under the belt, what do you think is important? Reminiscing about something that's already passed or every single one of those days and every single one of those hours, depending on what was needed for his age, every single minute and how I turned up for him. Chunk it down. Removing self-sabotage as a father, as a husband, as a man. Starts with you as a man removing something you know is not serving you. So you can't put your, you are hindered. Like you can't get out of third gear. You are held back. You have setbacks. You cannot. You are hindered. You cannot deliver and provide for your family and put your best foot forward. Cut it away first. Find something, one thing. Fuck it off, cut it away. Second one, bring something in. Bring something in and have it nice and small. Super small, step by step bit by bit. And if it's the same thing you got to keep doing, keep doing it. If you've got to optimize and tweak and adjust, innovate, adapt, any one of those, all of them, do them. But at least you're focusing, you're using your memory, you are maintaining commitment, 
you are bringing back up to the surface what it is that is most important for you. So you can keep going, you can keep at it. Chunk it down, men, and if it takes you two months, so be it. Keep going. What's the alternative? If it takes you four months, it takes you four weeks. Be persistent in what's important. I cannot stress it. This is one of the most valuable things as we wrap up this episode that you can have. Sometimes we call it a MIT, our most important thing. That's our acronym for setting up our weekly goals and whatnot. You know what, men? Sometimes the most important thing is actually finding out what the most important thing is. When you latch onto that, the eight minutes there, the 20 minutes here, the one hour there, the twisting the ears off it here, all that shit doesn't fucking matter anymore. You and I have way less fucking time than we think. Like I'm, I'm ridiculously aware within the constructs of the service I provide for men, my own life, reflecting, creating space, life itself, life and death, all that sort of... I'm super aware, and even then I still don't think that I get how short life is. It's crazy. It really is. You've only got one. Don't waste your turn. Maintain persistence on what is important to you most by being committed to removing the thing that doesn't serve you and then removing self-sabotaging by building and implementing lots of little wins. When you say yes to them, when you say yes to the small things, you're thinking small, beautiful, build, brick by brick by brick by brick. When you're doing that, you're removing self-sabotage because you're doing something. You're serving yourself. You are building your life. You are gaining success. You are gaining momentum. Runs on the board. You're gaining reps. You're getting lots of wins. Like, you can't do both at the same time. It's impossible. Like you can have a phenomenal moment and then fucking bomb it, but they're two different moments. And you've seen that. We've seen that with uh, certainly seen that with Hollywood and seen that with um, professional sporting athletes. That's for sure. Build the wins. And when you're building the wins, you say yes to that, you're saying no to self-sabotaging. You're saying no to things that aren't important, that aren't serving you anymore. Why can you do this? Why should you do this? Because you're alive, man. I'll finish on this. You shouldn't be afraid of death or fearful of death. What you should be fearful of, and only in a moment, then fuck it off because you won't do it anyway, is a life not lived. That's what regret is. A life you could have, would have, or should have lived, but you didn't. And it's really interesting. I remember uh, this quote that we created as a tribe only a few weeks ago. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was something around that. Fearing the regret, the coward way of not standing up, not showing the courage or the balls to lead life the way that you know you should. I'm not telling you you should. Do whatever you want. But you know in yourself you should. You can bullshit me. You can bullshit your family. But you can only bullshit yourself for so long. And then deep down, you know. You know. It's not death you should be afraid of. If you're alive, then death isn't here. The two, they, they can't coexist. It's impossible. If death is present in your life, inside of you individually, like you, you're not here anymore. You're done. You're somewhere else. Whatever is next, right? They don't coexist. So don't worry about this whole death shit and all that. sort of. What people are really fearful of and filled with regret is a the life they're fucking wasted, which creeps closer to the imminent death that will come. Because it will come for all of us. We've all got a bunch of sand. We just don't know how much we're holding. How much we have. How much we've spilled or dropped. And how much we have left. Take care, men. Use this episode to recalibrate your life. 
And the recalibrating starts from within. You want to be a better husband? You want a better wife? You know what? I, my wife should be doing more for me, or I deserve more. And I get that, man. You want that? Well, fucking lead. Show by example. Hey, this is the standard of what a married partner does, not husband or wife. This is what the standard of a spouse can, will, and should be. How about you give it a try? Let's work it out. You might not be as direct in those, <laughs> in those words. Use this as a platform, this episode, to go, I need to cut something away. Something is holding me back. I need to get out of third gear. I'm fucking revving and burning out. Find something and let it go. It's not worthy of you anymore. It's not worth your time. Stop wasting your time on that. Sedation and distraction. And then build in the small stuff. No matter how big the problem is that you face in your life, the solution is always the smallest step. And it's all you ever actually need. It's never the big haymaker over the top to correct your problems. That just creates more chaos, uncertainty, and a lack of stability. Take care, men. Remove self-sabotage as a husband, as a father, and as a man by removing it from yourself first. And when you do that, you cut a thing away. Start with one. Take something away that isn't serving you and focus on the great the great things, every great thing you've had in your life, which has all been built by the little steps, the small things, the step-by-step, and the persistence you've had, the resilience to overcome, but the persistence you've played in your life to rise up and win. Focus on that. Play that. Make that your game, and you'll be on track. As a husband... As a father, but most importantly, you'll be on track for yourself as a man in this world and the life that you live. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some golden nuggets with possibly one or two aha moments as well. If you truly loved and enjoyed what you listened to, then I want to invite you to share this episode with someone who you know needs to hear this. It could be your brother, friends, colleagues, your uncle, even your wife. If there's one thing I've learned... It's that none of us are alone in the hardships we face. But the solution to getting back on top winning can start with a gift from someone else. And that gift could be an episode like this. Because another man transformed is another family saved, which is exactly what we're all about. Thriving and winning in life. There is no alternative. It's possible. It has been done. It can be done. So it should be done. I appreciate your support in spreading this message. Cheers, mate.